Welcome to Last Two Pages, where two best friends who love to read just can't keep it to themselves. My name is Teresa. And my name is Megan. And on this episode, we'll be discussing tropes, um, bookish tropes, and our favorite romance tropes. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. How are we feeling? Thank you for tuning in again. That last week didn't scare you off. (laughs) (laughs) We promise we'll get better as we go on. Bear with us, please. (laughs) We love you. You're so sweet. How have you been? Um, I started a new job and congrats. It's been super fun and life. I I need. I need, 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 need a structure to mm. my life. Mm. So having a job that's like, go to the office at this time. Go here. Oh, having a bedtime, like a strict bedtime, like I have to be getting up at 7 a.m. has, has been so helpful. Mm, that's super nice. And it's super great because then I'm like in bed at 8 p.m. reading a book and then going to bed at 10 p.m. Is it? Is it easier for you to, like, read a book before bed? Is that, like, your main time? I mean, I don't know. Like, when I go to bed reading a book, I will stay up until 2 a.m. Like, I have to not read before bed. I don't know. I have this thing called self-control, so. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, Yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I can't read it. I think my eyes are just tired by the end of the day, but I also read all day, so. Oh, and you're you listen so you're able to do that as you're doing other things Mm -hmm. and i can only really listen unless when i'm driving Mm. or like audiobooking when i'm driving or when i'm cleaning Mm. otherwise i just like what i said last week i need that in my hand Mm. even if it's on kindle i need to smell it. it's like a focus thing for you yeah i need all my attention and then my brain can just go blank and Mm -hmm. i go into the land of make believe <laughs> never um, in the land of make believe what do you like the most about books in general like what do you look for when you're choosing a book oh so lately i've been a strictly fantasy person mm. but i also really love historical fiction mm. and sci-fi but fantasy has just come to the main focus and so you're more of a genre person. Oh, than I am. Anything else. Okay, that's so interesting. When it comes to people discussing books and what I'm looking for in a book, I usually go to genre first, but then the next thing I do go is tropes. Okay, got it. And that's something that's been really helpful on Bookstagram lately is when people write reviews, they'll include the tropes that that book has or a few of them, mm-hmm. which... I guess are kind of spoilers they are but they're spoilers I want because I like to know that that's going to be in the book so that when I read it I know there's something I like in it Mm -hmm. because tropes really help progress a plot for me and just make things a little more delicious that's totally fair I know that my when I do reviews at the blonde registry um I have a set amount of tropes that I'll talk about and that's it I like won't add to that list and it's like there's not a bunch about like romance or anything specific it's just kind of like this is sci-fi there's a love triangle Mm. there's a death trope like stuff like that where it's not specific or explicit it's just kind of like 
you might find these things in here but yes but what is a trope a trope a trope is a word like that would refer to a like a figure of speech or a theme or a character or a plot that's used many times so Ugh. um if you think to a famous classic, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, Shakespeare. Yeah. Like, what tropes would you think Romeo and Juliet would have? Dumb kids. Okay. Not that. <laughs> uh, oh, what happens in Romeo and Juliet? Okay, so they fall in love. Come on, AP English. <laughs> I distinctly remember in my AP English class when we read this, my teacher's like, you're going to love the voice actors or whatever, because mm. we, I was in theater at the time. And I hated it. They were so bad. And I was like, ma'am, I'm, this hurts. But I was just a snob because I'm a high school theater kid. So it's mm. like, I was nothing. I've grown. Nothing's changed. I s- no, I'm different now. I promise. <laughs> I don't know. When I think of um, Romeo and Juliet, I mean, that's the death trope. You know, for me, it's enemies to lovers. Not not them necessarily, but they start out as enemies. I guess you know? it's also like, love at first sight. Their families. Yeah. I, I would say fated mates. Yeah. There's fated relationship or, you know, that kind of stuff. Or dad doesn't approve trope. I don't know if that's a trope really, but. Um, From the other side of the tracks. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff within that book that's seen bunches and bunches of time throughout all sorts of books and movies and other stuff that we consume as human beings who need stimulation for our brains <laughs> to survive. It's also, yeah, and things we just see in real life. Yeah. I would say when I'm looking for a book, I look through tropes. Um, it's more often that I don't like than I do. Oh, oh, okay. That's so real. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big, like, age gap when it comes mm. to like contemporary romance i know i know I, th- fantasy is a different world <laughs> but or i don't know single dad makes me kind of feel weird when it's like you're the nanny it's just kind of whenever i see that i kind of you're away. a victim type of thing yeah it just it feels a little hmm. and some people they love that and honestly good for them it just makes me kind of uncomfortable mm. yeah I think tropes really like separate us as readers in the way that like we're all united oh, readers, you know, yeah. but like so many people like hate reading sci-fi or absolutely no fiction books. People or... hate historical fiction. Yeah. And I just, I just think they've read the wrong ones because I love historical fictions. They can be so good. Oh, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's a fake way to learn about something real mm-hmm. yeah absolutely because honestly the real stories make me a lot more sad oh. like with book thief it covers the holocaust in a more the book thief by marcus suzak is you can't romanticize book. the holocaust okay no. that's not what's being done but it makes it less scary more digestible you like the perspective of a child i guess so yeah i would say that's what you like <gasps> about it oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's oh wow that is what i like in historical fictions <laughs> a quick dissection in your brain yeah you like the perspective of someone who isn't who isn't a key player and can make decisions throughout history but is affected by them yeah mm, yeah yeah okay that's what it is <laughs> i would say my favorite trope in reading is forced proximity Mm. Forced proximity is where the two main characters are forced to be around each other from an external source. It's not like 
we're working together because we have to. It's it's more of like we're we are the only two people on the planet, or we have to get this thing done, or it, physically you're not allowed to be apart from each other. The world will fall apart if we don't stop the bomb. Yeah. Do you have a good example of that? I'm trying to think right now of forced proximity, but nothing's coming to my brain. I think you know what the best forced proximity is. Are we already going to be talking At about least these you. books? Is your favorite books of ever, ever. And we talked, we touched on them last episode, so we have to bring them up again. Every episode we're going to be talking about these books. Um, you didn't really go into what they're about. No, though. we can get into it. So the best example I have of forced proximity mm-hmm. is From These Broken Stars mm-hmm. by Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner. Um, it's my favorite book of all time. there's not much to say about it but in terms of forced proximity the two main characters actually a lot to say about it from different sides of the tracks right we have a pampered heiress and we have a not a war criminal a war hero (laughs) sorry i was like what a military Um, general so yeah tarver is a major in the military of space whatever right um for his bravery on quelling a rebellion on one of the planets right and he's on this whole mission thing on a on this spaceship that they're on and lilac is also on that spaceship because it's kind of just like a vacation for her from i'm getting way too into the weeds on this and i can't stop that's fair no i think you're doing a good little intro there and well lilac her dad runs the biggest major corporation in the galaxy and they're on the spaceship together but oh no spoilers it crashes the it only does. two survivors tarver lilac alone on an abandoned planet mm-hmm. forced together forced, forced together and proximity. they hate each other oh like horrible horrible hate each other like tarver is just trying to keep this girl alive and the last thing she wants to do is be anywhere near (laughs) him and unfortunately he's the only way that she's about to survive on this planet yeah um it's completely abandoned and they go on this whole journey together to try and figure out how they're going to get off everyone's dead everyone is dead so that's a wonderful expression me it's also a really good enemies to lovers which is my favorite trope really yes tell me about enemies to lovers <laughs> enemies to lovers is pretty straightforward it's in the name <laughs> but it is when you have two characters that hit each other my favorite uh type of enemies to lovers is when it's a true enemies to lovers you know what i mean mm. where it's they hate each other they mm. despise can't stand hate or hate how much they love them you know that type of vibe uh this is best seen in the cruel prince by holly black for me i love this series in general because it's a fun little modern fairy it follows the mortal i pulled up the summary because frankly it's just easier (laughs) and it says the novel follows the mortal 17 year old jude duarte as she becomes embroiled in the perilous political conspiracies of the immortal fairy realm as a coming-of-age story, The Cruel Prince explores themes of truth, power, and identity. Well, wow. Yeah. And basically, Jude from the human world is forced to the fairy world because her stepdad... Eh, it's messy. You just have to read it, okay? It's still good. Even if I'm spoiling some, it's still good. Read it. And Cardin, they go to school together, and he's the prince, and he is an asshole. He is terrible to he's her. He's evil. Like, almost drowns her. 
but you learn more about that later and like why it's happening and what's fun about this world of fairies is that they can't lie and that's one of my favorite types of fairy because it just makes what they say so much more fun Mm -hmm. and then he has says things like have i told you how bad you look tonight and she goes no and he's like i can't like stuff like that you like you love to you love to see it it makes you like kick your legs and giggle (sighs) i'd be kicking my legs currently so (laughs) (laughs) and they spoiler alert end up together but it is a long journey and it takes a lot Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. them to stop being enemies i agree like jude is not a fan but when they don't like when they're not enemies anymore and like overcome all the things that had made them enemies uh, like they are inseparable mm-hmm. and i love that about their relationship yeah is that jude jude carden would do anything for jude yeah he literally does anything for and jude. then i do like how it ends then because <laughs> as much as i love fluff honestly novellas in stories there are novellas in the series but novellas in other stories are usually fluff of just like characters who go through really big hardships together mm-hmm. being happy and i like that just a little bookmark there i like that i think carton and jude are also a really good example of faded mates that trope yes faded mates are basically when the two main characters are destined by in this example the cauldron or god or what example do you mean oh my god (laughs) we are now going to be talking about faded mates from a court at thorns and roses by sarah j moss Mm -hmm. or a court of mist in fury specifically spoilers but we already said that so faded mates our favorite duo for faded mates is Resand and Feyre. Mm-hmm. The Feyre, the main protagonist in, is that the right word? Protagonist? Yeah. Protagonist. In A Court of Thorns and Roses and her journey. In the first book, she's with another guy. But in the second book, you find out this other guy that she thinks is the bad guy is actually her mate. Whoa. And what's a mate? A mate is, I, I would assume, my understanding of a mate, it's different in every book, but it's something that is god blessed you were given this one person on this earth to be Mm -hmm. with and that is your only option normally in the book they make you better stronger more powerful a higher version of yourself your third eye yeah these are sarah j moss faded mates and they're pretty much the same through her series like crescent city and throne of glass Mm -hmm. and actor that once you meet your mate and accept the bond is it a string or is it a thread snaps into place Mm. they're woven throughout time and history and you know whatever but i feel like even in other series those are very it's very common like a Mm -hmm. mate is someone that makes you better stronger whatever like is destined for you so yeah that whole destiny part of books is really cool so specifically with favor and resand as they are also enemies to lovers um, you kind of get this snapshot of Reese understanding that they're mates. And forced proximity. True. It, they really cover all of these. He forces tropes. her to come to the... He runs the night court. He forces him to come... Like her to come... Her to come to his home for two weeks out of every month. 
and her man back home not happy but he's a little toxic so it's okay because then she realizes hmm resand actually isn't that controlling even though i'm like supposed to stay in this room but if i ask him things he'll answer and take me along and wait why are his eyes glistening why is he kind of sexy and then why is he teaching me to read <laughs> she can't read fun fact <laughs> until reese teaches her i'm dumbfounded by your explanation of this <laughs> hey you're not wrong but i wouldn't necessarily call you right either what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly... It gives context. <laughs> Real. Um, specifically about faded mates in a court at Thones and Roses. Um, Feyre and Resand. It's, it's something where Feyre newly becomes Fey, Where she was a human before. And it's really important in resand that she has the ability of choice so he finds mm. out that they're mates before she does and doesn't tell her for most of their time together in the first few books and so um i think specifically that point of them being mates is really interesting the mm. way uh, he knows and Cheryl she is that. just realizing that there's something between them mm-hmm. she, she just thinks it's like she's attracted to him or feels drawn to him she or feels a pull. something but resand knows this whole time that Farah is the only one for him mm-hmm. that will make him stronger, better, and better, quite literally stronger. like love of his life. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's hard because he's also taking her from who she believes she loves, and yeah, so it's messy. Actively and... abusing her, and you know all of that. So, it's a really cool story with faded mates, but they it also covers so many good tropes that we already talked about like Teresa mentioned where it's um there is a forced proximity part of it where Feyre is not allowed to leave and mm-hmm. she has to be around Rhysand and an enemies to lovers where they were not friends before and Reese was not nice to Feyre in the beginning of their time <laughs> together but but you learn why later yeah and if you are one of the people that hasn't read the series according thorns and roses it is a really good intro romanticy Mm-hmm. And that's what why we said in the previous episode it helped us get into the world at all because it's really digestible mm-hmm. and a lot happens mm-hmm. and a lot is going to happen absolutely absolutely what we've talked about if you didn't notice are our three favorite tropes in books or romance tropes which are forced proximity enemies to lovers and faded mates and you see them done over and over again but i'm never sick of them mm-hmm. and there's something that it's always a yes or it's always added to the tbr if i see it on there and or even if it's not added to the tbr i know that that's something that like oh that will scratch an itch in my brain mm, got it so it might take you out of your current reading slump one might say <sighs> I can feel that emotion from here. Like One can I'm, only hope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm reading. Just not, you know, 700 pages a day, which no, probably is healthy. Yeah, but I kind of miss it. Mm. What are you currently reading right now? What are we reading this week? So last week I talked about how I'm reading 39 Clues and I am still reading 39 Clues. 
uh, not a lot of progress has been made because I still be schlumping. And I stand by what I said last week about how 39 Clues is a great little series to read. I love the mystery of it all. Like you don't know what the next clue is and you still don't know what all of these clues lead to and why did your aunt just abandon you or well, her, their grandma, whatever, died and mm-hmm. left them with no information. And then they find out things and they're slowly finding out more and more things about their family and their history. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. I just haven't. What's your favorite part about those books? Progressed. Uh, what do you mean? Like, oh, I don't know. I would say. What are you enjoying? What are you not enjoying about your current read? Ooh, I love the constant ties to big historical figures. Mm -hmm. I always love, even if it's not real, like a background on a historical figure, that they were part of a secret group and that they were uh, tied to this other historical figure and they knew that and they did this and this and this together. I really like that. For example, um, in the second book, it talks a lot about how Mozart is connected to Marie Antoinette and Benjamin Franklin. And it it really goes into it. It's really cool. And what I don't like is when cousins kiss. (laughs) So that's not always a deal breaker for everyone. But (laughs) (laughs) I only accept it in Game of Thrones, honestly. Okay. Because it's forgivable. Yeah, sure. George R. R. Martin, he, whatever, he must like his cousin. He had goals, and he was going to achieve them in that book. I I wonder if his real-life cousins ever wondered. No. If he was into them. I don't think so. Well, that'd be a choice, though. Maybe. What are you reading right now? Um, I recently just finished Carvel by stephanie garber that series uh it was given to me as a christmas present from last year uh thank you crinkled pages oh love you um it was a great series to read i really liked the magic systems i really liked the characters i feel like they all had a very specific voice throughout the series and there was so much mystery that i wasn't expecting you know normally when you read a fantasy series you're kind of like everything gets shoved down your throat like yeah. all the magic, all the background, all the whatever. And I felt like this was yeah. a definite, like, you are learning with the character. You are oh. discovering their history as much as they're discovering the history of the world. Um, so it was really cool. It was a really good read. I would recommend it. Um, I audiobooked half of it. I will say that. Um, and I really enjoyed the voice actor for them. I'm definitely the excited to yeah. get into that series. Especially because it, isn't it the prequel to uh a curse for true love or whatever that series is uh the broken heart one yes you're correct yeah. um i can't remember the full name to that book series i know that this given moment um but yes i think it's a prequel the characters from that series also show up in caraval and vice versa which is really cool once upon a broken heart that's the word that's the it leads into that. There mm-hmm. were similar characters. Mm-hmm. And I hear a lot of buzz constantly, but Once Upon a Broken Heart. Mm-hmm. So it is one I want to read. And yeah. I want to read Carvel first. Carvel's a really good series. I recommend it as a winter series, honestly. Um, Interesting. Normally I'm a sci-fi winter reader, but I feel like those books would go really well in the winter. Why? I think that based on what's happening in the series, it's a lot of like we're out in dresses and it's summer but it's snowing in the summer and it's just a lot of like weird magic that happens within it that i feel like it's a good like 
bundle up cozy read okay it's dark oh, outside yeah. it's dark through most of the books like it's normally happening during nighttime oh. so i feel like it's a good oh. one to read at night i get that yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. at least where we're from it gets dark at like 4 p.m so you have a lot of time in the evenings to read after you know your corporate nine to five i'm so. not leaving the house once it gets dark that is strictly it forbidden. gets dark at four and i'll be eating dinner at like six o'clock and i'm like Someone will ask me to do something and I, it is 10 o'clock right now. You cannot force me to leave. I love that for you. I don't know. I don't like driving in the dark. Mm -hmm. You're so brave. I know. You're so brave. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Last Two Pages. And if you didn't, don't tell me I might cry, but actually do because we want to be better. Uh Aha. We'll see you on the next page. (laughs)